Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <coughs> Recorded live. Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Depending upon where, depending upon where you are in the world at this time. This is a global airing, and we have listeners all over the world. My name is Daryl Thornton Sr., and on behalf of T25CL Entertainment, Galaxy Talk Radio, I'd like to welcome you to our radio show in this place. Now, for those of you who are new listeners, we provide a platform for today's youth, young adults, and others to ventilate, discuss issues within their lives, and to reflectively listen to one another and to realize that there are solutions to their problems. Today, today we have a very, very powerful show. I'm very excited about today's show. We're wrapping up, actually, uh, a series of our youth within the penal system. We're going to be speaking about incarceration, violent thinking, violent behavior, anger management, and uh, we're going to be talking about how to save our youth of today from traveling down such paths. We have some really, really ex- uh, exciting guests on today. Um, our guest includes Brother Sasha Balcom, who has been through many different programs, many different lockups, many different youth and uh, adult prisons, and uh, finally how he's triumphed through it all. Also, we have Sister Candace Clark who has exhibited violent thinking and violent behaviors, which resulted in relevant consequences, how she has overcome it all as well. Listeners, I want to take a moment to say that we need to understand that we all remain a work in progress, for God is not finished with us yet. Now, <clears throat> I also have two other guests. Uh, my guest that I'm going to describe now is a professional musician, which uh, living that particular lifestyle at such a young age, being a professional musician musician, and being in an executive capacity, uh, sometimes when you are living that type of lifestyle, you can find yourself involved in alcohol and drugs and the mismanagement of it all. Understand there is no manageable life when you are addicted to drugs and or alcohol. This brother has also overcome it all. Now he's in a master's degree program, and he is pursuing his doctorate degree as well in the mental health field, so he'll be assisting us with advising. So welcome, David Rogers. Now, finally, we have a super guest on today. This brother is very dynamic. I've had the opportunity to uh, sit in on his own radio show. He's done radio and television. This brother is very dynamic and uh, has such an astounding history that I'm going to let him tell you about himself. Uh, And I also want to say, before I I, uh, get to our guest, that this brother has been featured on the TV series American Gangster. But before I get into all that, let me just really quickly uh, introduce our co-host on the show. To my left, I have the very unique 
uh, Deacon Brian Carter. How you doing, Deke? Good afternoon and good uh, good morning, good evening, wherever you're at. And uh, we invite, we're glad you could make, take time out to be with us on this show today. And I'm not going to say too much because we have a lot of people, a lot of guests that are waiting to say something. So I just want to say hello and enjoy the show. And if you have something to say, please don't be afraid to say something. Great, great. Thank you, Dee. Thank you. I appreciate that. To my right, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to introduce a, another dynamic individual. And again, congratulations on order with this young man because he is getting married tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right, man. The registered <laughs> list. Amen. Yes, sir. Congratulations, Bobby, brother. Yeah, thank give you, a round of applause. So give me a round of applause. Thank to you Bobby, so much. You know, All right. I, I was yeah. in the tuxedo shop today, man. I, you know, I, I own my own tuxedo, but my my shirt was a little was a little faded. So you know, I like to look kind of fly. So I went out there, and they treated me very good. But I yes, did all this too, man. Mr. Thank you, brother. Ah. I appreciate that. I thank you. Yeah, I appreciate I know that's that. Right. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, without further ado, let me introduce Deacon Ronald Brooks. What's up, Deacon? What's going on, my brother? Peace and blessings to everyone. And, uh, yeah, listen, it's, it's definitely an exciting time. Uh, you know, I, I'm really, really blessed with the uh, the woman that the Lord has given me. And I'm um, looking forward to standing in front of our pastor tomorrow and making this commitment. So uh, very, very excited, blessed, and thank you uh, publicly, um, Brother D and Brother Carter, for standing with me. Um, yes, sir. You know, it's very important to have um, brothers around you, especially good brothers and especially brothers that you know are loved and concerned about you um, to share in this momentous occasion. So I'm blessed to have both of you um, standing by my side tomorrow, as well as my son and one of my other dear friends. So thank you all. And, again, uh, we're on our mission uh, to entertain, enhance, enlighten, educate, and inspire as we do every Saturday. <clears throat> at 4 p.m. in this place right here on Galaxy Talk Radio, T25CL Entertainment. So uh, let's let's get this show moving because we got a lot to talk about today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Deke. I appreciate that, Brother Ron. Listen, uh, before I uh, introduce, uh, I want to go right to my, my brother, uh, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy, because he's, he's, he's actually calling in from... Um, California, um, we, we, we have individuals calling in from throughout the state, um, but I want to say real quick that it's our hope in this particular forum that we provide the tools that our youth and young adults uh, need to build a brighter future and become a diligent uh, and, and a productive citizen. And we, we are also going to talk about anger, Brother Lorenzo. And I want to say that uh, because we have a sister on here who has some anger issues. She's done some things. You know, she's, she's knocked the teacher out. I've seen her take out four sheriff's officers in the court with a bench. But we need to understand that anger can get us in trouble. And I've had the privilege of, uh, you know, um, counseling anger um, individuals with anger to manage their anger. And without the tools and techniques... At times, we're going to get angry, but it's okay. It's an emotion, um, and we just need to channel it and understand that it can propel us into or keep us out of trouble. And I'm not going to get too much into that because uh, I want to uh, talk to you, Brother Lorenzo, first and then go to Brother Sasha. 
Brother Lorenzo, um, I know that you have been featured on American Gangster, and you also tell me that you are a crit for life. We had this conversation. Let me tell you something, listeners. This brother here has hit me to some staggering statistics. Um, I think it was like 1.6 million people that are involved in gangs, 35,000 gangs throughout. It's a staggering statistic. And uh, I want just want you to tell us a little bit more about that first, Brother Lorenzo, and tell us about the positive impact you are having in our communities and other communities as well and the impact that you have on our youth. Go ahead, man. Tell us about that. Well, well, first I want to give an honor to God first. Uh, yes, because of him. That's why I'm here, and that's why I do what I've been through, because God written down my life already, so I can't complain about what's happening. We can't complain about what God already written down. If you're mad, if you're angry, if you hate, if you didn't kill, I mean, God already written down our life. Uh, I'm from Los Angeles, California, born and raised in Compton, raised in Watts, all these different communities. Um, I went through things from my young age, from three to six years old, I went through murder, rape, fire, and kidnap from just those three. Just those ages alone got me prepared. So when I got older, I was ready for gangster life. I was ready for killing life. I was ready for rape life. I was ready for assault. I was already ready from childhood. Um, I became a gang member very young at 11 years old. This had to be like 1977, 76. This is when Cookie started from, it was called Cribs, C-R-I-B, Cribs. They changed it to Crips after the Black Panthers, and I became a young Crip at 11, which my mother did not know. You feel what I'm saying? This is back in the day where you can actually sneak out the house, change your clothes, put your clothes, game bag your clothes on, put your other clothes up under the house, and then go hang out in the street. That's the type of gang stuff I was into back in those 70s. It wasn't about, it wasn't no such thing as an OG. It was just a big person. You all, It was all about respect. You no matter how old a person was, you always respect that. That's what it was about. Mm-hmm. Um, I really stopped game banging, actively game banging, at, at seventy eight, because I became an athlete. But and after that, you know, I just went on from there and became a drug dealer with Freeway Ricky Ross. You know mm. what I mean? That just took me. That brought me back. See, my mother called herself taking me from the community. At 12, because she found out. But when I turned 18, I came back to the community. Mm. And when I came back to the community, everything that I thought I lost, I became. I became a gangbanger again. I became a drug dealer again. I became the leader. You know, I became mm. the leader uh, at a mm. young age. So I had guys older than me that I was listening to what I say. Mm-hmm. So my mentality just grew from that. It was beyond me being a, a crip. And the reason why I was saying, the reason why I call myself a crip for life, because it's, no matter where I go, no matter what I do, I'm being called OG. I didn't change my yeah. name. I didn't change my name four times. Mm-hmm. But no matter where I go, if I go somewhere right now today, and I'm not going to be long, if I go somewhere today, somebody haven't seen me in 20 years or 30 years, how do you think they're going to greet me? They don't, they don't know anything about me being a rock star. They don't know anything about me being a TV host. They don't know anything about me having a radio show. They don't know anything about me feeding 10,000 people every year for Thanksgiving across. You, you get what I'm saying? They don't know yeah. anything. Only thing they know about me is from they remember me from, from 30 years ago at that same time, that same date, and that same reason. So mm-hmm. the reason why I say I'm quick for life 
because I have to be. I can't not, like, be fake with the game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes, I changed my life around. My manafort didn't change. My mentality have changed. The things, my choices have changed. Mm-hmm. But it, it, when you're so deep into that type of world, you can't, you can't say no. You can't say you're not that because you're going to end up going somewhere and somebody's going to know you from there and either mm-hmm. you're the man up or man down. Amen. So, wow. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. You got the man up and man down. It's like everywhere I go, I mean, it's just like I changed my name to Elvis Murphy because because I came a rock star. So my story mm-hmm. is from rock to rock, being a rock dealer to being a real rock star. So it's a true story. So now today, when I walk around, I go places. They don't call me Zoe. They don't call mm-hmm. me Elvis. They don't call me Lorenzo. You know what they call me? They call me OG. They call me OG. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's like. My name is Lorenzo. No, OG. Just my big OG. 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 So I can't. So it's crip for life. It's not like I'm still walking around somebody just crip, 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 crip. I'm not doing that. I mean, they put I work with blood. Some of my best mm-hmm. homeboys are blood. But we don't say because our blood around each other. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. We respectable men. It's respect. I have more respect from my hey, gang, hey. from my gang. Uh-huh. For, uh-huh. for doing what I do, then it wasn't no problem for me to lead a game. But I'm still hey, polite. Let me ask you this, Lorenzo, uh, and then I want to get to Sasha because Sasha's crypt also, and 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 I understand the differentiation about the label and the and the lifestyle. But you know what? What really is 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 kind of wild to me, man, is that you know when you are OG, when you're OG. You know, and, and then I'm going to get into how we're going to flip this and help our youth. But when you're OG and your street name is Big Zoe, you know, it, it, if it's that powerful, it transcends down through generations. You know, right. so, so what's I up with that? Tell more, us about that. I have four more, I have four more <laughs> Zoes up under me. But thank mm-hmm. God, thank God of this, though. I'm not into the gang life. I'm not into the street life. But my name was so big when I was out there. My little brother is Zoe. My son name is Zoe. My grandson name is Zoe. And my other grandson name is Zoe. But the thing is, I'm big Zoe. My mm-hmm. brother is little Zoe. My son mm-hmm. is baby Zoe. My other grandson is infant, infant Zoe. No, Tiny Zoe, and my other grandson is Infant Zoe. But none of these are gangbangers. These guys out right. here, my son is in Atlanta. You might remember. He's how recent with the Morehouse. He's doing great things. He's doing the same thing I'm doing. My, my brother, he's a gospel singer. Uh, you know what I'm saying? My other grandson, he's a football player at 9, 10 years old. My other grandson, he's just a little boy. But the, usually the names, when they trickle down like that, they're very violent ways. They got, you know what I'm saying. You might have big Zoe. His big Zoe is violent. Little Zoe is violent. Baby Zoe is violent. But just so happened, right. I think the dynamics in my life, right, right, to where right. they want to use my name, to where they're doing greatness. They're not doing what I do. They're not using my name like I use my name. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. I love that because, like I said before, when you and I were talking, um, e- even though they have your name, they actually change the game. Because they're yeah. not doing anything negative. Instead, they flipped it. That's Zoe yeah, doing. At, at, right, as you were doing, doing eight years in the pen, you know, uh, running them drugs up and down. And we're not going to talk about, you know, the other stuff you did. But, you know, I know about it unless you want to put it out there. I'm not going to put it out mind. there. I don't mind. I don't mind. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, of course, you know, I was, well, we, I was, we I was talk, the right-hand man. 
Okay, Go and ahead. I appreciate the transparency, brother. You know, we're talking about murders. We're talking about some assaults. We're talking about gang rapes. You know, we're talking about just, just, oh, just straight up that. mayhem. I've seen all yeah. that. I've seen You've all been that. You've been with You was down with Freeway. I've seen, like, I seen you rape at five. I've seen you rape at six years old when a guy, he walked in my, class, in my first grade class and he raped a teacher in front of the whole class. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I've seen yeah. murder. I seen murder because over a hot wheel, I had a hot wheel. We started a family war. My mother's sister stabbed her with a knife. My my stepfather came back and killed my auntie. You feel what I'm saying? I know about kidnap because somebody almost snatched me in the middle of a watch and just got my jacket. I know about fire because I went back into a burning bed while it was the house was on fire and they had to come back and get me out. So those experiences right there, uh, being the right being the right hand man next to Rick Ross, the real Rick Ross. I mean, actually, really being the pay. I was the payroll man in the eighties. Mm-hmm. When all this mm-hmm. crack era was going, I was a payroll man. So imagine a mm-hmm. young boy, eighteen years old, having over three to four, five million dollars in his in his safe every night, running the yeah. organization right. at eighteen. I mean, right. what type of mentality do you think I had at eighteen? I was sleeping yeah. on the floor before that for seventeen years. Never had a bed. Now here it is. I got five mansions and Benzes and Excaliburs and call girls and everything I want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I tell you stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, and just for me to be here, and you know, just for me to be here to speak and do the things that I do is just, and I just love everybody. It, it's amazing. It's amazing, Brother uh, Lorenzo, because you have been through it all. And I'm going to tell you, man, it's by the grace of God that you're here now. I want to run over to my brother Sasha real quick. Because, Sasha, I know that you've been down with this. I mean, like I said, Brother Lorenzo has been, he spent eight years, man, in, in the penitentiary. I mean, that ain't no joke. When I think of eight no, years, you know, it ain't no joke. I mean, I, and I no. know that you have been through, you've been, now he, he's, he's been transparent telling us how he started and what age he started at. Why don't you tell us what, what age you started at and all the different scenarios and, and youth prisons, and you even been to an adult prison as a youth, kept in segregation. Praise God that your uh, uh, sentence was commuted from 10 years to three years, and you spent that in a youth prison. So tell us a little bit about yourself, my brother. First of all, I wanted to thank Brother Oh, but let me just say this. I am so sorry, Sasha. But then I also, my, my end of it is, how can you flip it? And I'm going to get okay. back to Lorenzo on this, too. How can we flip it so that we can help the youth not go down that same path? Okay. First off, I want to um, say good afternoon and everything. Uh, good morning to everybody out there. And um, just thank God, first of all, being 44 years old and um, still being alive today with everything that's going on with not just the weather but a lot of the violence that's going on and in our inner cities is just completely out of control. First of all, um, Brother uh, Lorenzo said it best. It's not as easy as people think to change your life. Everybody can't just leave the hood and go to the suburb and go to an area where you're not looked at as Big Zoe. You're looked at as Lorenzo. But you can't go there. Everybody can't pack up the U-Haul truck and dip. So as you're changing your life in Inglewood, Chicago, in the Watts, in Porcupine, in New Orleans, in Newark, in the Bronx, you still got to be that same dude because the ghetto doesn't allow you all the time to change. Sometimes things happen that don't have nothing to do with you. Walking into a candy store 
and somebody behind you decides they want to rob that thing. They're not your friends. How are you supposed to get out of there? By talking to them? No. All the time, things don't happen the way that you want them to happen. And being that I had to go through so much as a kid growing up, Inglewood, Teaneck, Hackensack, New Jersey, all you had was your knuckles. And growing up, you had to be an elementary school kid fighting high school kids and older kids to walk down the street. Kids today don't understand what that's like because there was no such thing as bullying. Nah, it was called manning and woman up because girls could beat you up too if you was a boy and you was a punk. And you would get exposed very quickly in those three cities. Hackensack, Teaneck, and Inglewood, New Jersey, all we know is our knuckles. We're a small community, but we got a lot of heart. And if you come through there thinking you're just going to intimidate us with your hand game, you're wrong because we're going to send you running and fast. So that's how I grew up. Me and Candy, you know, we grew up in that era where, man, listen, you better not come outside running your mouth unless you can back it up. There were parks you couldn't go into. There were streets you couldn't walk down. And believe me, people outside were very intimidating, too. And they let you know from the door, you can't walk on this street. You can't come in this park. You can't come in this store. And if you want to do something about it, knuckle up, period. <laughs> and that's what got me through a lot, going through your DAP program and, right. and then going through filming and juvenile detention and group homes and conklins and, <laughs> and having to go through your whole time fighting for different reasons. Well, let, me, let me ask you this question, Sasha. How did you feel, brother, as a young, young youngster, um, teenager, you know, still a juvenile, and, and out in California with the Crips, and then being extradited back to Jersey, and they put you in, was it Rawway, which is an adult prison? You've seen three adult prisons as a youngster. How, how did that make you feel, and, and did it keep you uh, um, um, steady and stable? to uh, help once you got yourself together, or, or did you even think about that at that time? The first thing I was able to do was be blessed to mm-hmm. now even be able to talk to some of the original West Side Crip members, Melvin Farmer, Big Skull, you know, rest in peace, Jeffrey Baycott, Big Side Wanda, you know, rest in peace, these were the original West Side Crips that ran with Tookie. They were the original five members. So to have Big Skull still alive and be able to talk to him every day now as I did when I was 16, it's totally crazy. You know, to be able to write a letter to Big Monster Cody, who's in a prison in Chino right now, these guys were there like Big Zoe in the 70s. You know, mm-hmm. they were there. My dad, Big Sal, from Santana Block, he's an original OSG. Mm. Harvey Hartfield. You can look him Break up. Break it down. Break down OSG, bro. That's original Santana. Yes, sir. Yeah. The, back mm-hmm. in the days, there was no OG. OG in our set meant original gangster crit. It, it was a big homie. Like, like um, Lorenzo said, your name could be Big T. 
tiny infant baby, and with the same name. That's how it is with Big Sidewinder. That's how it is with Baycott. That's how it is with Skull. That's how it is with a lot of the big homies from the East and the West Side because okay. their names ring bells. Sasha, so Sasha, I just want to – I'm sorry, brother. I, 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 no, that's okay. I, I know – I noticed that we, we got a caller from North New Jersey, and we just cool. left, but they're back. So I want to get back to you, but let's take that call, Brian, Northern New Jersey, and see if they have some questions for Brother Lorenzo or uh, Sasha. That's what's up. Hello, state your name. Do you have a question or comment? Okay. Uh, I think we just have a listener here. When, when you're ready to, uh, you know, come on in, you can come on in. Uh, whenever you feel comfortable. That's okay. That's okay. All right. So uh, let me just uh, real quick move to, to my girl, Candy. And then I want to get to Brother Dave to see what type of advice he has and his input on this. This is a great show we have going on today. We got Brother Lorenzo Elvis Murphy, who's been through it all, who's come back and has been uh, just displaying this craziness, this positive behavior um, within the communities. He is a rock star. He is a drummer. He is a, uh, a public speaker. He has his own radio shows. He has his own television shows. He, he's been doing his thing. We have Brother Sasha, who just spoke, who says he's a crip for life. However, he also is now working with individuals 14 and 17 years old trying to um, enhance their lives so they don't, go down, they don't go down the same path. Sister Candy, how are you, sister? I'm fine, you? Good, good, good. Sister, I've already, you know, put you out there and let them know about your anger issues uh, that you had and how you triumphed over it all and how you um, dogged those uh, four to five sheriff's officers in the Bergen County Court <laughs> when they were trying to <laughs> get involved with you and your family. You were not having it. The, the anger that you have resolved finally, um, you know, because let me just say this again about anger. It will result in relevant consequences. It can be a pre-determining uh, factor as to why you are having this violent thinking and this violent behavior. Okay, so just real quick, what do you think about what uh, my brother Lorenzo and brother Sasha said about that? Because there was some anger involved in that back in the day as well. What do you think? Well, actually, well, the question I really want to ask is, uh, uh, what did they think? What did they uh, think they was putting their mother through? Like, uh, how do they think their mother was feeling when when they wasn't living right and when he was doing all these things to you know the respect for 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 their mom? Wow, that's well, a great I mean, question. Is it something that happened that. at home with, which which created everyone to go into the streets or? You know, your mother is always still there. Like, you know, what happens with mom? Like, you know, all the pain well, and heartache that, that you guys may have put your, your your mother through. Well, I'm going to tell you about me. One thing about me, I'm a real smooth brother. My mother never knew what I was doing. I sold drugs for seven years. Seven years, from 84 all the way to, like, 89. My mother never knew I sold drugs. I never – one thing you got to remember, when you run in them streets, it's about protecting your family. Don't bring the streets yes. home. I believe in that. That was my main, my main golden rules. Don't bring the streets home. I never brought the streets home. 
Nobody never knew where my mother lived at. She goes out and kidnap her to break in her house. Uh, even when I was a gang member, remember when I said I used to sneak out the house, change right. my clothes, put them up under the house, go out gang bang, come back, change my clothes, put them back on, put my gang banging clothes up under the house, go in the house like I ain't never done nothing, and come home at a reasonable time. I, I, I obeyed so the rules. Right, so you had you had respect for your mother. You wasn't right. you just wasn't all out disrespectful with the situation. Right. right. That, See, that's a positive thing right there. That's good because it was a chance for you to turn around. Right. The streets the streets didn't sound louder than my mother. See, that's what happened. See, the streets sound louder than our parents. That's why a lot of these kids get turned out. Because the streets sound better. Mhm. So what was what was the question? See, I was different. I was right. totally different. See, when I never knew my father, so when my mother had me, the alcohol and drugs had her outside on the street, leaving me in the house by myself a lot. So then now I'm not at a young age, got to go look for my mother because she's in a whole lot of different situations with grown men that she don't realize she in because she's high and drunk. So then now... I have to turn violent. I, I can't care how my mother feels. I got to get her out of that house. I got to get her out of that hallway, that abandoned building, because I got to bring her home. And now I have to start making the money. And so who cares what she thought? You want to live on the street, Ma? Or you going to be quiet and let me do what I'm going to do? See, I, it was different with me because... There was no man there, and how else was we going to live? My mother couldn't keep a job because she was always too high. So she couldn't get up and go. How the bills going to get paid? The landlord don't care about that. He don't care whether my mother got it, I got it, the cat got it, or the dog got it. Somebody yeah. got to go get that money. So Somebody yeah, got to do it. Somebody got to do it. Somebody got to do it, Sasha. Now check this out, Sasha. Let me, let me say this. Okay, and I want to bring David Rogers into this as um, so that he can advise as well. Uh, so we're talking about all this stuff. We're talking about how it was. We're talking about the behaviors that we exhibited. And, and, and like, like Candy said, and like Brother Lorenzo said, you know, how yeah. slick he was and smooth he was, kept it undercover. But, and, and how Sasha, conversely, was the opposite. But so we want to flip it now, and we want to, we want to figure out how are we going to help our youth of today from not going down these same paths? I know that we all have some positive stuff to say about some of the negative stuff we've been through. David, let me let you take this and go on and ask these brothers and this sister, how can we flip this and make this? What do you got to say about that, Dave? I was listening to this, and Brother Lorenzo, I went to L.A., <clears throat> In 1976, you say you were 11 and 12. You know the Crenshaw District near Pico, right? Say that again. The Crenshaw District near Pico and La Brea. Crenshaw yes, High School. Yes, I do. You know that's Crip territory, right? Of course. <laughs> well, I, I got a story for you. I moved from Inglewood to Century City. When Century City was five blocks, and it used to be the back lot of 20th Century Records. I mean, 20th Century movie lot. And then it was converted into two condos, East and West, Century Park East and Century Park West. But I found myself hanging out with Frankie Gay, 
down in Compton. They had a studio down on Century Boulevard, um, right where you know where the line is between Compton and L.A. You know where it's Century down at that end. So, all right, now I move into the Pico District, and I'm running around with my uh, with my rid on and didn't realize it, I, where I was. And I was promptly told the second time I left my house where I was in it, I couldn't wear those colors and they would respect that I lived there. So when you said you have friends that are bloods or friends that are Christian, I understand it because I was 17, 18, no, I was 18, 19 years old and just thrown into that life. I didn't stay in it long um, because we got a record deal, a, a second record deal, but I understood it and I knew what the differences were. But my guidance and my understanding at the time was was from somebody who grew up in the life and told me I didn't have to be in it because I was of it. And they preached that real hard to us, and it caught on to me. And I did have my issues with selling drugs, using drugs, being in the life, but how to flip it. And you're doing you're you're an example for that now because what I had was a mentor. Someone who had come from the streets, made their life great, and was willing to spend the time to tell me to keep me from banging my head. Um, the movie Penitentiary, um, <laughs> Leon Kennedy, I, uh, Leon Isaac Kennedy, he was married to Jane Kennedy. He wrote, uh, him and Frankie Gay wrote the movie Penitentiary. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was one of the cats that reached out to me. Uh, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> And they was like, tell him, man, you don't have to do this. You know, you don't have to your life in Chino. And I know people who went right from my little street area right into Chino and stayed there until I left Los Angeles. It was still there. Um, what I've learned recently in, in, in my travels is that having someone positive in your life gets louder than the streets. And I'm loving who said that because, you know what? I tried all of the things, all of, did all of the dirt, and was that Jekyll and Hyde. Get in the house and be all of the rules and get in the street and do what the street does. And um, it, it's being street smart, there's a lot for that way of staying alive. I'm going to tell you the truth. You can end up dead in Los Angeles if you don't have enough street smarts to, 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 to maneuver. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking to this last about anger. I'm told I'm you're, you're breaking up, Dave. You're breaking up. Okay. Can, uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. I was told that I was a very angry young man. Because uh, I, I was, I, not that I was so much rebellious. It was the people I chose to hang with. I tried everything, you know, that was wrong or right. I I, I wanted to be accepted in the street so I didn't have to worry about how to move in the street. At the same time, I wanted to walk into offices and talk record deals. And what I've learned since then is that having someone to talk to and having someone that talks to you with respect regardless of your past or your circumstances is the first step to self-healing. Because a lot of times we do what we have to do. I think it was... um. Uh, is it Sasha that was talking about um, Englewood teammate and Hackensack? Right. Okay. See, you don't remember when um, we couldn't have um, basketball games between Englewood teammate and Hackensack 
or you couldn't have on the holiday like Memorial Day or Labor Day, you couldn't come from T-Mac or Hackensack and come to McKay Park. I remember. Wow. I, remember I know Down Thornton, you ought to remember because you moved over here around, what, the, uh, before, the, before the sixth grade. And, um, uh, yeah, I, I moved to Jersey around uh, eighth grade, man, but I, I do remember that because I played ball. Yeah, and there was a lot going on. And it was stabbings, and that's when mm-hmm. my generation started trying to be gangster. Central half. Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, yeah. They, want, yeah, they wanted to be gangster. And there were there were people here in our community that were that we had the hats. Uh, that was at St. Paul's Church. We had um, all the gyms were open <coughs> every night. There was a gym open in Englewood every night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Liquor yeah, school. yeah. We had, that's why I got in touch with Daryl. Because I told Daryl, I said, you know, I realized it's time to, my mentor, Ed Townsend, and he's like my dad, he told me on his deathbed, he said, do something great and give it back. I didn't understand what he meant, but we found out that his services, he won the Man of the Year Award from the NAACP several times and never hung a plaque on his wall, never told us about it. But we found, about, found out about it as his services. Um, and he used to take young people from Compton. His offices were in Los Angeles and Hollywood, and he had a production studio, and he used to bring the kids from the communities, like the ones to rap or sing, and he would produce them at no cost and keep them around and let them see people from the music business firsthand. Uh, he did the same thing for us here in Jersey. Um, so you're talking, you, you're talking, you're talking, Dave. I'm sorry, brother, but uh, you know, I just want to keep it, keep it, keep it quick a little bit. You know, so you're talking basically mentorship, right? Because right. The, the question is, let's not deviate from the question. Let's digress Not flip it. A moment. Flip yeah, let, let's flip it. So, so you're saying that um, the mentorship, you know, um, is a thing, uh, is one of the ideas that you have with regard to helping the youth of today. But that's basically what my man Lorenzo's doing. You know, he's mentoring and empowering and articulating not only his thoughts, but let's not, let's not lose that uh, word in transition, articulate, because you can articulate your behaviors as well. And that's what he's exactly. doing. He's emulating positive behaviors, and, and, and we're, we're, we're hoping that the youth of today will duplicate his positive behaviors after coming out of the belly of the beast. That's what we're saying, right? Exactly, and, and thank you for making it so succinct, Daryl, because I, I was, I was, you know, I heard your stories, and I don't know either one of these gentlemen personally, but I've walked their walk. I've been in their both the environments, mm-hmm. and I do know that in Los Angeles, they try to arrest every young black man before the age of 21 just to have them in the system. It's almost like a rule for the cops. Yeah, man. To, yeah, man. We used to call them yeah, Nazis. We used to call yeah, them man. Nazis. Let me so, run. Uh, let let me run over to my brother Deacon. Uh, uh, Deacon Brooks. Deacon, uh, what do you got to say about that, brother? Anything? Any ideas? Well, any comments? I just, want, I just wanted to to pose mine in the in the way of a question. Just you know, just from listening to the brothers talk, and um, anyone or all um, could answer this briefly. Uh, my thoughts just went to. I'm sure that in in you know the environment that they were in, um, in terms of them being younger and involved in the gang life, and all of those things, out of the um, numerous amount of people that I'm sure that they saw fall, 
um, by the wayside. And by fall, I do mean um, die, um, mm-hmm. you know, or get killed or, or whatever the case. I, I just want, I want to know from them, you know, why do they think that they are the ones who uh, survived um, those sorts of situations? Bless. One word, blessed. Mm. Lucky. Mm. Lucky. Sometimes the bullet goes over your head. Sometimes you can run through the alley quicker than he can shoot you. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can dive under the car. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like he said, Lorenzo said, blessed. Sometimes it's lust. Sometimes it's you, you know, that uh, somebody might save you, take a bullet for you, mm-hmm. you know. And, and, and I, I know there's so many different reasons why a person is still here after 40 or 50 years of, of living that type of lifestyle. So so do you think that, that perhaps, and, and this is just my thoughts on it, um, do you think perhaps that um, this is what you were you were meant to do in terms of why God spared your life? You know, maybe did I, never, spare I, re- you? I never really thought about God then because I thought about I'm hungry. I thought about I'm not, I don't have any clothes on my back. I, I thought about trying to help my mom who didn't, and, and when my dad left. So right, I cared about God. At that, at that point, when you're that young, you don't care about God. Right. Because God but, ain't feeding you. Yeah, but what, I what I'm saying is, in, in hindsight, looking back and, and looking to where you are actually right now, and as you look back in hindsight, do you feel that that okay? Even even to phrase it in, in another form of a question, do you feel that now that you're obligated to give back because God spared your life when you were out there in that lifestyle? I don't feel I don't I, I do it because I want to. I want to because I know that mental health has, comes into play a lot when it comes to a lot of these kids that that don't even realize that they have, I mean, 75% of the youth today have some type of mental health problem. That's right. where I like to start with what I try to do to help kids because most of these kids today come out the house angry. Right. And they hungry. Up and angry. hungry. They brush their mm-hmm. teeth angry. They eat and their hungry. cereal angry. And by the time they get out on the street, if you walk a certain way, if you're bopping too hard, if you look like you're too soft, they'll get you. Mm-hmm. Because they come out of the world angry. Nobody right. comes outside smiling because they're alive. They, you know, they don't have anything to look forward to, but I've got to find a way to eat. i got to find a way to pay this rent. i got to find a way to do this, feed my kids. So you come outside stressed. Every day, whether you're a husband wow. for a job, everything, you come outside with this this feeling of man. I wish a nigga would fuck with me today. Yes, you sir. Know you know, you know what, Sasha, you are so right about that. You come out the house, and I want to get back to my man Lorenzo and kick it to my man Deacon Carter. But I got to say this: you are so on point with that. And I know Lorenzo, you understand what I'm saying because we had this conversation about. As soon as you wake up when you're in that life, and I used to be in that life. When you're in that life, you wake up, how am I going to get this money? How am I going to get high? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? Not only that, not only that, not only that. Go ahead. It's a job. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nine to five. It's really about right. to get up. You do, it's like the police department do their little meeting. It's like the police department do their meeting in the morning. You sit up with your homeboys. You figure out what y'all going to do. You're going to get up. You're going to rob. 
You know what I mean? You trying mm-hmm. to figure mm-hmm. you trying to really figure out what hood you gonna go mess with today. You really right. trying to figure this out. Who the biggest, mm-hmm. who the smallest, who's gonna come back faster, who the knuckle fighters, who the shooters, who the ones that mm-hmm. gonna just talk that mess. You're gonna you got to pick. Mm-hmm. You got to send your most smartest. <coughs> then you got to send your most smartest ones to go to make sure it be done right. Okay. Hold on, hold on, just a second. I have two okay. callers from North Jersey who just clicked on. Uh, if you have something to say, please state your name and let us know what you're thinking. Either one of the North Jersey calls. Okay, I guess they have nothing. Well, you know what? Can I can I say something? Can I say something? This yeah. is Lorenzo. Yeah, uh, please. When I was when I was when I was doing what I was doing, I prayed before I went out and made a drug deal. Mm. I prayed before I went and made a customer. I prayed. I don't know why, but I just prayed before I went out to them streets. Every time I went in the house, come back, I would pray. I don't know why, but I just felt like it. I, the way I, I, I was doing it in a big way. I was doing it in a big way, so I was really living day by day. So I had to stay prayed up because I really lived just to live. I really woke up. I really was waking up not as just a game member talking about what they're going to do in a day. I was waking up knowing I wasn't going to make it that day. What about that feeling? About waking up wow. and saying, I'm going to go to jail. Either I'm going to go to jail or I'm going to go to prison. Wow. Yeah, Lorenzo, I'd like to tell you, I know quite a few hustlers that woke up and prayed every day. And I'm talking about, you know, most of the people in this area that tried to traffic in, uh, that played the narco game and tried to traffic in material, were going to people I've been known for 15 to 20, 30 years that are still in business. And that, and they're at that level of the game, okay? And they pray every day because they know their life is on the line every time they wake up. Of course, and that's some deep. And that's when you really deep into that world. And I'm gonna say something else. The whole problem is this: we, I was born, I was raised up under the 18th century law. My mother and her grandmother, mother was born in 17 and 1800s. Anybody that's born past the 80s is up under the 19th century law. Wow. Think about it. Think about it. Because the because I'm a, I'm the father now. Now I got a daughter. So my daughter is up under the 19th century law. She's up under mm-hmm. my law, but the way they live now is up under their law. We, that's why things are so whack and so crazy. We're saying, why is this kid doing this? Why is this kid thinking like this? They think the opposite of us because they're mm-hmm. under 19th century law. We are up under... Our grandmother was respectful. They can whoop our butt. The neighbor can whoop there you. Go. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, now, the kids nowadays, you better not, you better not touch them. You better not threaten them. They the 19th century laws, and that's the whole difference. That's the, that's why I go into the community and I have to grab a kid and I teach them. Like they had a mm-hmm. little fishing thing. They say, "Well, take somebody to go fishing. And you go fishing. You cook the fish. They eat it. They did not learn how to fish. They didn't learn how to. They watch you fish. So what you got to do with these kids nowadays? This is what it is. You got to not waste your time out here with these streets with these youth. Mm-hmm. So this is this is what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm picking about I'm picking about who I help now. Yes. Because everybody that's in the room is not ready to change. Ooh, there you go. People, when I Good go point. speak to kids, when I go speak to kids, I might talk to 500 kids. Out of those 500 kids, only 50 kids are listening to me. The other mm-hmm. 350 is on their cell phones. That's right. You feel me? 
Yes, sir. So, 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 and, out of that and, and out of that 150 kids, there's only 10 kids that come up to talk to me. Mm-hmm. But out of the 10 kids that come to talk to me, it's only one out of Look, so it's only one out of the 10 kids that come talk to me that want me to really help them. So, brother, let me pose a question to you because I was talking to uh, Brother Darrell about this the other day, and um, um, we, and we're probably going to get into this in another show. But, but what are your views on today's kids and, and their sense of entitlement? Um, Brother mm. Darrell and I were talking about this, and we were just discussing how um, entitled the youth of today feel, and then we kind of started peeling it back to say, well, listen, is it their fault because uh, they have parents that are always doing everything for them? Or and is it, you know, the parents' guilt because maybe they weren't the best parent early on? Or maybe they themselves didn't have such a great childhood, so they project that onto their kids nowadays. But what's your view on the whole entitlement piece for today's youth? Well, the whole entitlement thing for me with the youth is they had the biggest opportunity that we never had before. It is so many other distractions out here that's throwing them off. Like I say, the streets sound louder. The streets sound louder than the parents. That's why the kids go to the streets. Because right. what it is, you got to understand this. Do you want to feel better or you want to do better? Right. There you go. You feel me? So it's a lot of people out here. There's a lot of people out here that just live on the feeling of being a baller, a feeling of being a game maker, a feeling of being an actor, but never took the steps to be it. That's true. Wow. You get it? And yeah. those are the people that you run into, that they might have got mm-hmm. the uniform on, they might know the lingo, but let, they, but let them get busted by themselves. Let some game uh-huh. maker for another game catch them by themselves. Them, you feel what I'm saying? Let them right. get them and say you're going to get 100 years if they don't turn into a snitch. So mm-hmm. it's that they living on a feeling. They living on the feeling. Or oh, they watch television and, and they say they're gonna recruit some extra side busters to be a gang member. You ain't got to come in and join a gang, but we just gonna get mm-hmm. some road dog. We want you to be a road dog in our set. Mm-hmm. So just the mm-hmm. feeling of being a gang member, those are the type of kids we run into. They just got the feeling of it. They just feel so, like it. They, so right, right. So entitlement. So they feel like they are. Uh, they need to, or, or they feel like they should be a gangbanger because of who they are. When really, they don't have that entitlement at all. At all, they haven't even earned it. You got to earn to be a gangbanger, man. Seriously, these gangs nowadays are not playing with. You can't just say I'm a gang member. You can't live down the street from the gang and a gang down the street from your house. But when you leave the house, you're claiming that gang. But when you come back, don't none of them dudes know you. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I well, don't uh, know you. Don't nobody know you. But wherever you go, you claiming this gang. Can I just take uh, a minute to say that you're listening to Galaxy Talk Radio? product of, two, of T25CL uh, dot com and uh, T25CL offers a lot of different things they have shows on from Monday to Friday <laughs> they have Compton Politics on Monday with uh, uh, Lorenzo Elvis uh, that's you isn't it Lorenzo yes that is Compton Politics worldwide okay and then on Tuesday okay. they have they have, yeah, a love it. They have <laughs> my man on Tuesday, they have Straight Talk with the Hired Brush with Barbara McGee. Wednesday, they have Rosalind's Corner. Thursday, we have Soul Vibrations with Dr. Fouquet and Corey Jeffries. 
And on Saturday, we have United We Stand with Andre Ward, who is our station manager and um, the one who started the um, started the whole thing. And on Saturday, we have United We Stand. And on Friday, we have Keys to the Kingdom with Sandra Kitty Keys. Please check out any of these programs. All of them are Pacific time, but I'm sure if you check them out, you'll get some valuable information. And I wanted to, um, before I finish, direct a question to Candace because she's listening to all these men talk, and, we, and I want to hear from her. Now, I know you were never in a gang, per se, but all the things that you did when you were going through your your anger during your youth, did it ever occur to you to join a gang, or did you ever have, were you ever approached by any other gang member to join a gang, or did you ever hang no. out with anybody who was in a gang? I know a lot of people that's affiliated with the gangs. Me growing up in my time and era, it was a lot of uh, females and uh, guys that wanted to be up underneath me as if I was a leader to them. Mm. So I, that's something that I never, I, I never respected. I never did because I didn't want to have no control over anyone's life. Like, you know, and, and, or put somebody else in jeopardy. When, when, when actually, I could have. I could have caused chaos. I could have been a leader in a gang. I could have had my own gang. But I chose not to because I just, growing up, I've seen a lot of kids hurt. I've seen a lot of kids hungry. And I know what it is to, to, to be in a struggle, to be in a home where both parents drink. And I was lucky, fortunate to have both parents, which was different from a lot of kids that I was friends with that only had one parent in the home. And, and, the, and the struggle was real. So they would come to me because I had parents. We, 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 we had things that they didn't have. I didn't understand that until I got older, but I always shared and sheltered the ones that needed to help the most. I never turned anyone away. So and I could have. My... And as a woman and, and a mother and um, a prospective role model, what do you do in your community today to keep young women balanced and, and, and moving forward on the straight path? Well, it's basically a positive word. It's, uh, if I come across someone that, that needs to, um, that comes to me and want to hold a conversation, because communication is first and foremost, you know, I let them express exactly. themselves. I I figure out if they just want me to listen or if they, they want me to respond. Because there's a difference between someone just needing you to listen and hear them out than opposed to someone needing you to reach out and help them verbally to help them think straight. So um, it's, it's to, to whomever, whoever comes across my path, I always have a positive word for them to brighten up their day because I know what it feels like to be sad, to be, to be, um, hold anger inside as a woman and um, to not feel loved at times and stuff. So, you know, just to empower any woman, I tell them, you know, how good, good life really is or life could really be for them. I don't only just, uh, tell them, I give them, I, I show them, or, you know, I give them the reason why they should look a different way or they should think a different way about, you know, the decision-making that they, that, they, uh, that they make that could destroy their life or that could make their life better. And Dave and Lorenzo, do you, in your dealings with um, today's youth, are you dealing with young, young men or are you dealing with young men and young women? 
And and what do you what if you're dealing with young women, what how do you try to encourage the young women? Well, this is what I do, me personally. I deal with all ages. I deal with the boys, the men, the young, the old. I deal with the elders because I feel the young school needs to educate, be with the old school, and the old school needs to learn about the young school, and I call it the pro school. So, what I do with the youth, with the young ladies, I tell them what boys will do to them. I can't speak upon what a woman is supposed to tell a girl, but I tell them what to watch out for. I tell them I'm one of the most devastating guys you ever want to meet because I can use you. I can take your innocence away from you. You know what I'm saying? I can take you. And that's what's wrong with the youth. Exactly. I keep it real. You're draining the women. So what what I do is I respect the game and I bring women with me so they can keep in contact with them. I don't, I don't, I stay in my lane. I know my position. You know, I can't raise a girl to become a woman. You know what I'm saying? But what I do Thanks. I can educate them to know. Watch out for guys like me, because I'm a beast when it comes down to women. I know how to use mm-hmm. you, I know how to abuse you, and I know how I to like you. Man, <laughs> huh? I'm fifty. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if women are warned, it'll be a better <laughs> world, and it'll be a better thing today if women were, were, were told just what he was talking about. I like that. And we're told. Right. Right, and was told so that way they could be a stronger mindset growing up, like, you know, to have something to look forward to because a man will take a woman's innocence, and that's why these children are walking the beat today. Now, why they, the reason why they're out in the street because you sold the story and told the dream, and once mm-hmm. everything is done over, we're left with this baby to raise by itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You so know what? Yeah, uh, a lot I of wanna... it comes from the cold bitterness because the kids watch their mothers and see the struggle that they go through. So they still so they have to go out in the street to help their mom when no, it shouldn't be right. like that because the man is absent in the child's life. Let me just go ahead. Yeah. I still have these two calls from uh, North Jersey. I'm going to unmute them to see if they have something that they would want to say. Uh, callers from New Jersey, North Jersey, please state your name if you want to say something. I guess not. Okay, Dave. Dave okay, Dave. okay, I wanted, okay. I wanted to wrap something up because Lorenzo, much love to you, man. I, I believe you're involved in the family. You're in and out, Dave. Okay, I'm currently in the educational stage of dealing with people I haven't seen clients. I'm actually doing my first residency next month. Um. But I do understand it from being a client and being uh, and seeking out guidance and counseling and mental health, and it was very useful for me. And as soon as I decided this was going to be my path, I approached Brother Dow and I said, Dow, I'm going to go get this degree, and I want to come back and get with you and open up some services for the youth in our area, Inglewood, Hackensack, and Teaneck. And he said, go do it. And that was four, almost five years ago, and I'm still doing it. And I respect what Daryl does because he's been actively involved since I remember. Daryl, didn't you go to William Patterson? Yes, I did, my brother. I sure I remember the anguish you had when you went down there. And I came yeah. down and I visited, and you guys were like, you know, we were all from home, and my friends were there with you. And the dream is still alive. Lorenzo, you are uh, you are in the most active position, I guess, amongst the people I'm talking to, but you're doing what I'm asking Daryl to help me do, and now I think we have other allies in reaching out to young people because that's the one thing, like Candace said, 
young people are angry in, at home. When I talk to some of the people in um, my circle, and I talk about you know the the bias and the discrepancies amongst the you know the multi multicultural discrepancies about being black and feeling angry and impoverished and. A lot of people didn't experience that. Like the people that I'm talking to, and maybe they're, oh, you can achieve. And yes, God is powerful. He's all powerful. Yeah. Do you believe yeah. in Jesus? Somebody asked me that, and I answered, yes, I was raised right. But at the same time, I was an angry young man, and I know that that anger will bleed into your life and create bad behavior. And we need to reach back as, as an organization of some sort to try to affect our media surroundings. And it does begin with talking to young people, respecting their perspective, knowing where they are, meeting them where they are, and giving them guidance without shoving it down their throat. You know, exactly. Some people, exactly. Some people are actually distraught over their personal situations and until you walk in a hungry person's shoes, you don't know what it is to wake up hungry every day. Hey, listen, you know, Dave, you know what, man? What we need to do, let me digress a moment uh, again because um, Lorenzo hit it right on point. Candy hit it right on point. You know, you hit the nail on the head, um, Candy, when you said, I like what Lorenzo said. A lot of people might misconstrue that, but I do not. Because no, that's Lorenzo, the truth with that man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because we are, and I talked to Lorenzo about this before, you know, it's all about empowerment. See, you cannot empower the youth or anybody for that matter without keeping it 100% real. You're going to be an imposter. Exactly. You're going to be fake, and they're going to see right through it. So you got to keep it real. You got to establish a therapeutic rapport, but you got to establish some kind of rapport. And if you can't, you got to pass that on to somebody else so that they can do it. Lorenzo sat here and told y'all, he told y'all, and we all know this to be true, you know, don't be fake with yourself. Believe in the Lord because the Lord wants you to be true to yourself. Be true to thyself, okay? If you want you, you, the men have the, the, the ability and the power to use women simply by lying, by lying and yep. telling more lies. And, and, and another, you know, but if we're going to empower our youth, we got to keep it 100% gangster. We got to keep it 100%, period. Sasha, you know what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, that's, I, I, that's, I, that's I, the only way we're going to empower our, our women and our youth. Yeah. We're taking our I keep kids for granted, too. We're taking our kids for granted. You're talking to, I'm going to flip it. Kids are smarter than you think. Mm-hmm. Kids, a lot of kids don't need to be empowered. A lot of kids need to empower their parents. Because a lot of these parents are gullible <laughs> as hell. And they wow. think that these kids don't yeah, but they can't. I love it. I love these it. These kids are running households. That's 1,000 right there. These kids can't empower yeah, their parents. parents. They can't empower their parents. I love it. No. 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 I love it. No. That's the statement of the day. Had people following him when he was 14. You don't have to be 28. Mm-hmm. No. 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 When they were 13 and 14 years old. And you know what? I like that. I like that because, you know, I was teaching, check this out. I was teaching spirituality with the Kabbalists, and I was a teacher spiritual, spiritual powers of kids in LA Unified Schools, okay, for like five years with Madonna Organization, teaching spirituality, right? And the whole difficult thing that I would run into is I would only go see these kids one hour, one week, once a week. To where, after all the knowledge I gave these kids, they would have to go back home 
for another seven more days back into that trap of the same thing they got to deal with. So what is it that I was saying so important to one hour of these kids' life a week so they had to go home every single night to listen to that same crap? Mm-hmm. You feel what? And that's what I was saying. We have to put the young school with the old school, the old school with the young school, and turn it into the pro school. Yo, I love we it. Keep, I love we it. Focusing, we keep on listen. We keep on focusing on these youth. It's the elders that need assistance. It's the elders that need to be taught over. It's not the youth. The youth are okay. They fighting with the positive energy. They just don't know. They don't have the tools to work with. So right. if they both come yeah. together, mm-hmm. it'll be the pro school. Because everybody right. needs somebody. Right. I love it. I love it. When I listen to them kids, they telling me something I did not know. <laughs> they mm-hmm. definitely have knowledge that we didn't have at their age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if you guys could get some teachers and and maybe school the teachers to go in when they when they in class teaching the students to embrace they they they, they you know these students and um so these students can feel love because they spend most of their time in school. <laughs> And if they don't find a That's teacher true. interesting and, and, and can't focus, and then, then you lost that child. Now it's right. the Absolutely correct. Now right. the school is the street. The school of Penn and the street is the same place. Nowadays, but that's why the teachers have to be powerful and strong. school happens in the pen. All the drugs that get sold, they don't always sell on the street. They sell them in the school. Right. 
Right. Whether they get paid or not, it's not about being paid. It's about it's about caring yeah, and loving somebody, them. so yeah. somebody else can fucking ca- oh, excuse me, care and learn about somebody yeah. else. You could say hey, that. Hey guys, season, hey guys, we got to stop stepping on each other. We oh, we're not. Have, we all have a lot no, no, to no. say, and it's good. It's all good, but you know, oh, give yeah. everybody a chance to talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good yeah. point. So, so, so again, you know, uh, just, just, and just as you say, absolutely, um, there are a lot of kids nowadays that are actually the adult in the home. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. sure that all, yeah. that all of us can think of a situation or think of a family or think of, you know, somebody that we know um, that is in that, that situation even right now as we speak. And you I'm know, so but, but again... Kids. You know, they're, they're being, um, you know, being no absolute. So, I mean, I know, I know that we're we're running long on our time, but I just wanna wanna pose. Um, That's okay, man. We got time, you know. Brother. Oh yeah, absolutely. But I, I just wanna pose uh, a question to all of the guests. If if there was one thing that you could say, um, or or that you wanna share that you feel will help the situation, um, let's throw that out before before we end the show. Okay. I've been thinking this is a day. How many people have tried to reach young people? To There's two deacons on here, and most of, most of us are members of some religious organization. How many people have tried to bring young people other than their own children into their church or into some community function which teaches and embraces spirituality? Uh, can I say something about that? And I'm just gonna be keeping one thousand. You have to be careful on how you have to be careful on how you direct a kid on how to change himself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need you need all the elements because all of the elements is coming to them. Once you stick to that one element, they're gonna focus on that one element and they ain't gonna be able to recognize the other elements that's coming at them. You feel what I'm saying? They need artillery nowadays. Look, look at, look, I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, just listen to what I'm saying. Look at how the world is today. Half the world believe in God, half the world believe in the devil. What, what, what they used to hide from television, they don't hide no more. The things that we used to think that wasn't real is real to us now. Absolutely. I mean, Donald Trump yeah. president now. Come on, y'all. Let's really look at how society is. Against our kids, it's our responsibility to step up and get these kids and tell them the truth. I'm I'm hardcore. I don't sugarcoat. I'm not going to lie to them. When I talk to them, when I leave, they be like, "Dang, that dude is real." I need to talk to him because if you don't be real, like somebody said, they will cut you and erase you and write you at the same time. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I what, what a statement. You. What a statement. What was that? Yeah. I said I work at the Boys and Girls Club, and my thing is getting these kids with the GED. That's the biggest thing for me. A lot of these kids can't even write in script. Yeah. They don't even mm-hmm. teach you how to write in script in schools anymore. So what I try to do is I try to tell them that, listen, even a drug dealer has to know math. He has to know science. I don't tell them not to hustle. I tell them, but you can come here to the Boys and Girls Club and you can get an education. They start to gain confidence because they start to achieve something that they thought they couldn't do, like simply reading a paragraph and understanding what it means. 
Amen. being able yeah. to do little simple things like that. Then they want to come back and they want to get greedy. They want to learn how to do this. They want to learn how to do that because now I got their attention focused from that to what's going on across the street in the same park on Avon Ave in Newark where a lot of things are going on in the park. So getting a child's attention and keeping it on you and focusing is very important. Now these is, kids is it because don't you care? Point. They want right. to get their GEDs. They, they, they want to feel like they want to be smart. I told them whoever told them that they had to go to jail and prison to be a man needs to be killed. Because I remember somebody telling me that when I was really younger, and I actually believed that I needed to go behind the wall in the penitentiary to become a man. That's crazy deep, man. That's crazy deep, man. And I know you know, Lorenzo, because you've been there eight years, brother. And I'll tell you something, uh, Sasha. Brother, please convey that information to our young people because they need to know that that is not how you become a man. Right. Okay, a man is a man who has observed and has acknowledged responsibilities. Somebody take that New Jersey call. I think that's a, a sister that just texts me who has something to say. Open that up, Brian, please. I, I've actually opened up everybody, even those who were just listening. Hello, New, North New Jersey. Uh, state your name. You have a question or comment? This is Lawan Jones. Hey, Sister LaJuan, yes, I was just texting hey, you. Hey, Brother Darrell, I finally Hi. got you on your talk show. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, LaJuan, we're sitting here kicking it. I want you to, um, we have a Brother Lorenzo on the line who has been uh, an, an <laughs> instrumental uh, a part of uh, conveying information in a positive manner out in uh, Compton, Southern California. And we have a number of individuals on from New Jersey as well talking about the Save the Youth. So I know you in the beauty parlor right now. That's great that you called. And I got a quick it's question It's kind of hard you. because there's a lot of noise in here. I just happened to come in the restroom just so I could touch base. But, okay. Um, okay. Luan is a I sister that I went to high school with. She's from uh, Harlem, New York, you know, around my old block. Luan, just let me ask you real quick. Uh, you know, we're talking about gangs and, and how to save the youth. Do you have anything to say about uh, what type of advice you can give our young people today? Well, the one brief piece of advice I would give the young people is to become educated, especially with the drug and alcohol epidemic out there. Uh, you, they need to be educated, all right? You know, um mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you know, my mom and dad was never on drugs and alcohol, but my, me and my siblings, we got caught up in it, and that was because we chose to associate with the wrong people, and we were not educated. Education is key, so that's what I need to say on that. And once you're educated, um, you know, a lot of people don't have, you know, they're a product of environment. They grow up around a certain type of environment, and they get caught up. So, you know, once you're educated, then you have much, many more choices. Candy, you agree with that? Yeah, I agree with that. I just think that, you know, that uh, everybody needs to be educated, but we need the teachers to, to teach the kids. So, so like what Sasha was saying, that 
how he helped them with the the paragraphs and understanding what they read. That is part of the children's anger because they can't learn. Some have learning disabilities. So there's many different things that push the children out into the streets. We just need more people to stand up and take more people into either their home or into a small setting with a small amount of people and just, just show them the way because, like, some people need to be taken by the hand. And unless, you live, point. and unless you live in the inner city, you don't understand what it's like to get to and from school. You don't know what it's like to get to and from the stove. You don't know what it's like to be able to take your car to get some gas because there's some places you can't go. How are you supposed to get to school as a kid when gang members wake up at 7 o'clock in the morning and they're ready to retaliate over some shit that happened the night before, and they know that you walk your kids to school. So if you're another child and you're just with your friends, how can you focus on just being a kid and frolic in the school when you got to keep your head on the swivel? Because wow, that's a good city, point, man. when you walk to school in the morning, you better know who's on this corner, that corner, that corner, coming out of that project. What car do usually those dudes be driving when they start shooting? Absolutely. You more than just math and science and English and social studies. Man, it's a war just to get to school in the morning. So hey, Sasha, Sasha, yeah. let me just say this, okay? With that question that my girl Luan just put out there, Luan, I'm going to throw you to my brother Lorenzo uh, Elvis Murphy from out in California. Uh, this brother has been featured on American Idol, excuse me, Amer- American Idol, American Gangster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know, you know what, you know what, y'all? He should have been, been on American Idol because the brother's a rock star, too. He done spent eight years in the penitentiary, Luan, and he's doing some positive stuff. And one of the things we're talking about is empowerment. And with regard to your question and your statement and comment regarding education, uh, Brother Lorenzo, what do you have to say about that? Uh, As far as education, that's the main thing is education. Because without education, you can't go to the next level because people listen to the words you say how you speak. A lot of people don't understand I articulate so many different types of things when I speak. I hear people. I hear the words. They'd be like, man, why are you tripping? I said, man, did you know what they just said? They didn't say what you mm-hmm. thought they said. They said something. Now they'd be like, then when you articulate it, it, it helps you out because it's like a lot of words that they put out in society is not real good words. Like the word nice. The word nice mm-hmm. is not a pleasant word. That's a that's an ignorant word for it. That's, a, that's an ignorant word somebody's going to call you. So you have to educate yourself. You have to mm-hmm. educate yourself because people will come. You can't say you won't be able to read the contract. You won't be able to read your uh, your county form paperwork that comes. All these important things that's coming in, you won't be able to read it. So it's important for a person to get education, no matter if they want to or not. You I mean, have to have simple, patience. Um, a simple conversation like you're having right now is education. You know, then you have drug prevention programs. You have there's so many different ways. These kids can be educated. Just a conversation mm. like what we're having right now, you know, just just dig, you know, sending out positive vibes, talking to these kids. Right. With their it don't have to be a classroom. It don't have to be an assignment. Exactly. Education is being right. incognito. A person's time span to listen to you is 30 seconds. Guess what? We all broke that record because we've been on this phone more than 30 seconds. To keep somebody's span time to listen to you is 30 seconds. Only 30 seconds. That's it. If you can keep somebody mm-hmm. listening to you over three minutes to two minutes, you're doing good in America. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Wow, what a great point. What a great point. You know, what a great wanna, point. I hate to um, shortchange myself because I'm being educated as we speak, but I am in the middle of um, doing some things, and it's a time factor. And I know when I go back in this beauty parlor, I'm not going to be able to hear you guys at all. So I hope we can. That's okay. Luan, I really appreciate you calling in. Luan, she's a a member of our church. I will see her in the morning. I will be singing in the choir with Deacon Carter, who's on the line, and with uh, Deacon Brooks, who's on the line, who's getting married tomorrow as well, Luan. So I look forward to you. I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for inviting me, and I will be back. Thank you. Thank you, You guys have a blessed night. You too. Thank you. Thank you, you as I'm well. Yeah. Well, Somebody, we are. Someone said we are. Uh, huh? Okay, I wanted to repeat something that Candace said last week, and it was said again today. Uh, communication is key. Uh, communication is key. And Daryl, you're right. Not necessarily the therapeutic relationship, but some positive relationship should be formed right. with as many young people as possible. Right. Right. Thank and, you. Listen, Thank I, you. I'm, I'm a firm believer that, you know, and especially as it relates to the youth, that they don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. Yeah. And and if yeah. we don't show them our care and concern, then, then there's no way of reaching them. You can come at them with a lot of information. You can come at them with a lot of so-called knowledge. But if they don't think that, that you care about them, as the brother just said, 30 seconds, you know, to take time to, to, to speak and, and to let them know that you're concerned for them, then it's, it's not going to happen. No, exactly. Exactly. I think this has been a very powerful program. Um, um, I'm going to throw it to Brother Brooks because he always has a, a, a departing word for us um, um, in, in his infinite wisdom. But before I do, I want to thank my extremely very special guest, Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Thank you for your time, my brother. I will be speaking with you on the radio. I will be calling in to talk to you on your uh, radio station this Monday. I'm going to sacrifice and stay up because we have a three-hour time difference. But yeah. you are a fantastic brother, my brother. You've been through it, and, and I love you, dude. You know, And only a real man can say that to a real man. You know, When you tell another brother you love him, if the brother looks funny, stay away from him because well, that's what we need in this amazing. world is some love. Absolutely. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. Y'all feel me? That's right. That's right. right. It's yeah. easy to say to a woman, I love you. But for a brother to tell another brother I love him, you got to be stable. You got to understand yourself and understand the world and understand that brother. If the brother looks funny at you, stay away from him because uh, uh, Brother Lorenzo can tell you. Wait a minute, wait a minute, let me finish. Brother Lorenzo can tell you about some scenarios when you say certain words to certain people, how it could end in death, how it can end in death. We're going to hit that on another another time. Uh, I want to also thank Brother David Rogers. Sister Candace, love you, girl. You know I do. I want to yeah. thank um, Brother Sasha and and and, and Luan and everybody that called in. Yes, the listeners bro. who didn't have anything to say, but they listened, and that's okay. That's okay too, because I know that you've gained some very valuable information. Brother uh, Carter and and Deacon, love you, cats, man. Love uh, you back, uh, brother. Yes, sir. I'll see you in the morning. 
uh, in church, and I will see you at your wedding tomorrow. It's going to be a wonderful thing. Yes, Congratulations. Sir. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take us home, Deke. Yes, sir. Well, listen, I, this is the thought uh, that I want I want everyone to ponder for this week. And the thought simply is that old ways, old ways won't open new doors. Mm-hmm. Old ways won't open new doors. So we have to change our mindset, and then we have to set our mind on the great and magnificent things that God has in store for each and every one of us. Mm-hmm. So God. God bless you all, and again, you are listening to uh, In This Place, and we are in this place every Saturday at 4 p.m. via Galaxy Talk Radio, T25CL Entertainment. Again, go on to the the website, www.t25cl.com, and check out some of the other um, products that we have, everything from, from music to spoken word to film, um, to the other talk shows that Deacon Carter mentioned earlier. Um, it's always a pleasure to be on with you every Saturday afternoon. We are in this place, and we hope that you will be in this place with us um, next week and going forward. So everyone have a blessed afternoon, and um, we hope to talk to you again soon. All right. Thank, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank, thank, thank you, everyone. everyone. God bless you. Have a Take great care. week. Yes, sir. All right. Compton and politics. Yes, All sir. Right, yes, sir. Compton Politics, Monday evening. Absolutely. All right. All right. Have Be blessed. Blessings. blessings. All right, brothers. Later. Bye, sisters. Candace. Okay. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Good night. Bye-bye. Who's still on here? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.